Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at it. John Chuckery Show. Halfway home on this Thursday evening with you. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 19 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am at JMCH316. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll talk some Braves baseball. Grant McCulley coming up here at 940 this evening. But, you know, there are several new rules that are in play for Major League Baseball this year. So let's go through these and comment on them. So the shift. So now, you know, you have to, you can't have, you you can only have two guys to the left of second and two guys to the right. Do you know why nobody likes the shift? You know why, Dylan, nobody likes the shift? Why is that? Because it works. Right. Worked on Matt Olson a lot. Yeah. That's that's why they don't like the shift, because it works. Now, I, and I heard Chipper. I heard Chipper Jones' interview today. He said, "You know what? I could go the other way. If, if people would have shifted me, I I could hit the other way. But guys aren't good hitters now. I mean, they have power. They drive you know balls over the fence. But guys aren't good hitters. There, there's no more Rod Carews and people like that, or Pete Rose. They or, can't place the ball. Yeah." Or, or they can't spray it all over the field. You know, because in the old days, you would have to hit behind a guy or long, you know. You know, if, if a guy is standing at second base, you hit it to the right side of the infield. Even if you make it out, you move him to third base. That was baseball for, I don't know, uh, 140 years. That was baseball. So that's why they don't like the shift, because it works. Joey Gallo said, growing up, we never had that. It's tough to adjust to it because 
it wasn't a thing in the minors. Yeah, because you're a major league hitter that's hitting 190 that hits 30 bombs or whatever, but can't get a base hit to save his life if, if your life depended on it. Yeah, that's the, that's the poster child for why you shift. Joey Gallo. That's put him as exhibit A why you have the shift in place. Now the pitch clock. So pitchers now have 15 seconds to throw throw a pitch when the bases are empty, 20 seconds with a runner on base. Can, can I ask how how are they enforcing this particular rule? So and I heard Chipper talk about You'd have to have a clock out in center field where the umpires, probably on the scoreboard or somewhere, like a shot clock or whatever like that. But are guys really going to are, are guys really going umpires really call that? I, I mean, honestly, are are they is the game that slow that the in-between pitches is the thing that's slowing down the game, or or just maybe, you know, and I heard Chipper talk about this, and I'll add one thing to it. First off, guys don't throw strikes. That's one thing. Throw strikes and put the ball in play. But here's the other thing. When you have 47 pitching changes a game, and guys got to run out of the bullpen from center field, and they got to get in, and they got to warm everything up. <clears throat> you know, again, back in 1977, 1978, Reds, Phillies, Steve Carlton throws nine innings. Tom Seaver throws nine innings. And you don't see a reliever within 40 yards of the mound. Two guys go out there and throw nine inning complete games. Now we got now now we had to make it to where guys have to get three outs because we were having so many pitching changes that nobody could keep up. You couldn't even keep up, you know, you can't even keep up with your roster anymore with all the pitching changes in a game. That's what slows the game down. It's not the in-between pitches and things like that, because guys get in a rhythm and pitch everything. Now, this is the one that I'm fascinated by, okay? And it's not the bigger bases. That's fascinating as well, but it's not the bigger bases. Have you seen the one about pickoff rules, right? When a guy's on base, you're only allowed two pickoff moves to first, right? To hold the runner on. And then by that third one, you got to come home. Could you imagine? Could you? And for people like Dylon that have no historical perspective, okay? Could you imagine Tim Raines and Ricky Henderson playing under these rules? Tim Raines and Ricky Henderson would have 300 stolen bases a year. They'd Every time they'd be on first base, they'd already be on second base within four pitches. In fact, if I had Tim Raines and Ricky Henderson on first base, there would be a rule that once a guy throws over twice, the batter is not allowed to swing at a ball 
after that until until he's standing at second. Because I'd have him at second base every time. Can you imagine Vince Coleman, Tim Raines, Ricky Henderson, guys like that in, in an era of only two picks? I, I used to watch Ricky Henderson growing up, and, and guys would throw over 10 times to keep him close, hoping that maybe he was leaning the wrong way. Now, with only two pickoff throws available, and then you got to come home? Henderson would be averaging 150 steals a year. Tim Raines would, would have 4,000 steals. Forget 3,000 hits, he'd have 4,000 steals to go along with it. And Vince Coleman and guys like that, goodness gracious. That's the one that I am fascinated by. That's the one that, and look, I'm all for stolen bases getting back into, you know, back into, what I want to say, back into groove or or back into uh, favor. I'm all for stolen bases. I, I said all the time, how many years have I come on this radio station and said that one of the biggest attributes that at times the Braves don't take advantage of is all their speed. Now over the last year or two with Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies, they've really, and even Dansby and guys like that, they had really taken advantage of their speed because they have a lot of speed and they get around the bases really quick. And I'm telling you, you know, for, for the occasional non-home run hit by a player, you have a guy standing on second base that's got speed and you hit a single, he's going to score. Or you hit a double to the wall with a guy. We've seen this from Ronnie. You hit a double to the wall with him standing at first, he's home. He's coming home. Heck, we saw Ronald score on a bloop double that barely left the infield from second base. That's what speed can do. That's how the game was played for a long time. But that's the move that I, that's, that's the one that I am fascinated by. Um, and, and again, the bigger bases, you know, they're, they were, they're 15 inch square. Now they're 18 inch square. Now, some of the pictures that are going online, some of the pictures are fake. You know, you've seen, they have the one where they've got the, the bases side by side and one's kind of like tilted. Those are fake. They're, they're only three inches all the way around different. It's not like one is, you know, the size of a dime and then one is the size of a manhole cover. So some of those pictures are fake that are going around as far as the actual size and uh, actual actual width of the bases and stuff like that. But, you know, what's going to be interesting is, you know the old um, in-the-area double play? Are guys going to get more of those calls, less of those calls? You know, because you're, you know, you're in the area, but you may not touch the base and things like that. You know, you're going to have some more room because of the bases. That's the thing I'm interested in. More than steals and stuff like that, defensively, how many guys are how many guys are just, you know, creating a double play by just being in the area? That's always been a thing in baseball, sort of one of those unwritten rules that, okay, you may not have exactly stepped on the base, 
but you're in the general area and you kind of brushed it, you know, you kind of brushed it close enough that you get the double play because it's a bang-bang play. So I'm curious to see the effect that that has on the game. But again, look, baseball attendance is good. Revenue in baseball is good. I know that they're trying to appeal to, you know, a younger generation, quote-unquote, with all of it. I know that they're trying to appeal to different people with all of this. But why don't you, I mean, rather than shifts and bigger bases and stuff like that, why not get to the real meat of the matter? What? Why don't you get to guys that are coming up with all the body armor on them that crowd the plates and things like that? Take that away. Take take away the – some of those guys go up to home plate and they look like, you know, they're from the Knights of the Round Table. Those, those guys, you know, King Arthur's Court had less armor on than some of those guys. Take that away from them. Or if you want to limit pitching, you know, a number of pitchers you can use, but there's a there's a specialty for everything. Like literally, there's your left-handed specialist, right-handed specialist, your your ground ball specialist, your fly ball specialist, right? I mean, we have a we have a gimmick for everything. We have an entire pitching staff that's TL Hopper, the Goon, Doink, Fake Razor, Bastion Booger, and uh, Duke the Dumpster Droze. Like, that's what your pitching staff is in baseball today. It's all gimmick guys. Not just guys who can go out and throw 100 appearances, 100 innings, or anything like that. It's a left-handed reliever. It's a spot guy. It's a long guy. It's a short guy. It's a ground ball guy. It's a fly ball guy. It's all gimmicked. Anyway, we'll talk to Grant McCulley coming up at 940. Up next, though, it's time for That's Life. We're starting to lose a lot of people here over this last couple of days. And just in time for Easter, a special flavor of Pepsi is going to be available. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back to more John Chuckery. No, no. No, I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with the John Chuckery Show. 921 live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll talk to Grant McCulley here in about 20 minutes. We'll get to our top 10 here in just a few minutes. So, Dylon, Pepsi... Uh-huh. Is bringing back, ready for this? I guess. It's Peeps flavored soda. So it, that used to be a thing? I guess. I, it's 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 returning the Peeps, you know, marshmallow flavored drink. Yeah. Now, Peeps are those, you know, they could be chickens or rabbits or right. whatever. <laughs> they come in all sorts of colors and flavors and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But was there ever a market for Pepsi and Peeps to come together? No, it should have never been a thing, and they shouldn't be bringing it back. That sounds utterly disgusting. It does, and it doesn't even it doesn't even look appealing. I bet it probably can't. I don't know how you make that look. How do you combine Pepsi and they, some marshmallow thing? They they're they're selling two sizes, multi packs of seven and a half ounce cans, and twenty ounce bottles. Who would drink a 20-ounce bottle of Pepsi first off right. and then peeps along with it? Exactly. And and second of all, do you know how unhealthy that is, too? I mean, oh I guess God. at that point you don't even care, but, yeah, like, no. yeah. how much sugar that no, is? But I, literally, you drink a bottle of this Peeps Pepsi and you immately have type 2 diabetes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're, it's just you're nasty. You're pre-diabetic as soon as you drink a bottle of that. You're pre-diabetic as soon as you sniff it. Yeah, like as soon as you open the top <laughs> right, as soon as and you, you go, get a whiff of it, yeah. you're pre-diabetic at that point. Exactly. And then Ugh. you're not even enjoying anything to become a pre-diabetic. You're just no, like drinking nasty gook. I was just looking uh, uh, back here for it. They uh, they had a they did a brief offering of the drink in 2021 as part of a contest. They said that the contest only made it available to about 3,000 people. 
Um, but uh, now they're bringing it nationwide. They're going to reignite the partnership. Who 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 was who was the one clamoring for right. all of this? Who who thought it should be reignited? They should have kept the flame out. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm looking at it now. That's that's gross. Yeah, it is. All right, this is a funny story. I'm sure he didn't think it was funny. You know, Post Malone is right. Oh yeah. Okay. Posty. So he was recently in Australia and went to a bar called QT at the QT Hotel. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a rooftop bar at the QT Hotel in Perth. Okay. Okay. Well, he was turned away. Wow. Do you know why? Why? Because he has tattoos all over his face. <laughs> so he said, quote, they turned me away from my tattoos. I've never really experienced anything like that. Now, this is the problem that I have with these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. The hotel apologized. Quote, QT has been recognized for this for many years. However, on Saturday night, our third-party security, so they're throwing them under the bus. Right, all the way. So even though it is a rule yep. based upon what they're saying here, uh-huh. it's our third-party security. Third-party security did not exercise the appropriate discretion, and we take full responsibility for it. No, you didn't. Because technically, he violated the rules. Right. And they enforced the rule. Post Malone is no different than any other human. Exactly. Just because he's more famous and more rich doesn't mean that he can come in with his 80,000 tattoos all over his face. Mm -hmm. So they said, uh, we take full responsibility. We sincerely apologize to the individuals affected. And then somebody wrote in a comment or whatever like that, kind of funny considering if he wanted to, he could buy the whole menu twice. And buy the whole bar. Then buy the whole bar. Chachi. Booby. (laughs) Buy the whole bar then. And and make your own rules about having a thousand tattoos on your face and allowing that to go on. Or just go to another bar. Yeah. Or the hotel shouldn't apologize. I don't care. Like, honestly, if I was the owner of the hotel, I'd be like, I don't care that it was Post Malone. Maybe we can come up with some kind of agreement, but if that's the rule, then that's the rule. And they follow the rule. Either get rid of the rule and never ne- – because, again, if some if some vagabond came off the street, Post Malone, and it wasn't Post Malone, and they turned that guy away. Nobody would have cared. Nobody would have said bupkis. Nobody would have thought twice about it. Oh, we don't we don't want that kind of element here with all the tattoos and everything. But because it's, you know, because it's Malone posting or toasty posts or whatever, <laughs> then it's it's a it's an hey, it sounds like he didn't make an issue out of it. No. Then it was everybody else that, you know, again, you know, everybody that oh, I'm offended, I'm offended because we're offended by everything. When you he know, did what, it was fine. Okay, I'll just go to another bar. Said, <laughs> some person also said in the comments, I bet they regret it now. Uh, their life will go on, Chachi, just like yours, booby. They'll keep making money. Post Malone will yeah, keep it. Yeah. doesn't matter. I, I'm, I'm reading here. The bar, didn't, the bar didn't shut down. 
The bar didn't close permanently. You mean to tell me it's still open because they didn't let Post Malone in? They're still functioning? If that's the rule, then that's the rule. And just because it's Post the Oats or whatever, the rules of everybody. Anyway, goodness gracious. All right, um, we're starting to lose some people here. We lost Raquel Welch the other day. Uh, and literally, if you look up one of the most beautiful women of all time in the history of the world, Raquel Welch would be up there. Just her sex appeal and looks, body, everything else. Like, she she literally would be one of the bookers in the history of the world. Then we lost Jerry Jarrett, one of the great promoters in wrestling history. Obviously, was big in Memphis. Worked with Jerry Lawler. I, by the way, I reached out. I, I, uh, Jeff Jarrett and I traded DMs, and you know, I told him I said, you know, man, he's one of the true titans, and sent well wishes to him and praying for the family and everything like that. So um, that's Jeff Jarrett's dad. If you don't know, Jeff Jarrett's dad is is Jerry Jarrett, one of the great you know wrestling promoters in the history of the best. He was there himself, but became famous for promoting Memphis wrestling and working with Jerry the King Lawler. They. They were the co-promoters of the of the territory there. <clears throat> and then we just lost Tim McCarver today. Now, a lot of people don't like Tim McCarver, and I understand why. Not everybody's, you know, he's not everybody's flavor. I, I first saw Tim McCarver on WOR calling Mets games with Ralph Kiner and Tim McCarver. <clears throat> That's where I first saw Tim McCarver. Well, well before he was doing the national CBS stuff, and of course, you know, he got into the confrontation with Deion Sanders in the locker room and all that kind of stuff, and people got butt hurt by all of that kind of stuff on both sides. Actually, on both sides, they got butt hurt. He shouldn't do that to he shouldn't do that to Tim McCarver, and Tim McCarver shouldn't have said the things that he said to Deion or whatever like that. So again, everybody got butt hurt for all this kind of stuff. So with that, tonight's top ten list: our top ten favorite sports players. Any play-by-play color. Whatever, just our 10 favorite guys in the world of sports broadcasting. Dylan, the floor is yours. I'm going to start with two local guys because I grew up watching these guys. And when I think of my hometown Hawks and my hometown Braves, and I think about watching a game as a kid and just starting to love my local teams, I think of Chip Carey and Bob Rathman. Obviously, Chip Carey is no longer uh, the play-by-play guy for us uh, now that is uh, – um, Mr. Brandon, and you know, but but those are the two guys I grew up listening to and, and watching the games and hearing their voices. So you know, they helped me fall in love with the Hawks and the Braves. So that's why I have Chip Carey and Bob Rathbun on my list here. You got to have John Madden on the list. Now yeah. I haven't watched too much of John Madden. I've obviously heard some of his calls, but John Madden is still one of the all-time greats. You you don't even need to really have watched him that much to know that John Madden. One of the all-time uh, great color guys, obviously a coach too, and then he was great in the booth as well. Marv Albert, do, do you? Oh, go ahead. Do you remember him as the coach of the Raiders? Of course not. Yes, I know yes. him more so yes. for being in the booth than yes. being a coach. Uh, uh, tr- no, truthfully, you know him from the game. That, right, that's where you know him. From. I mostly know him from the game. Exactly. That was my first introduction to John Madden. Uh, like I said, Marv Albert, um, I. Like when I first started watching basketball and TNT on uh, on, uh, NBA on TNT Thursdays, 
Marv Albert was always the guy, even before Kevin Harlan. Marv Albert right. seemed like he was always doing the guy, well, the do, guy do doing you know, the primetime game. Do you know who Marv Albert was the voice for for a long time? What basketball team? No, who? The Knicks. Really? He, yeah, he was the longtime voice of the New York Knicks. Wow. That's where that's where he came to prominence. Okay. And then he started doing national stuff. Obviously, yeah. it wasn't just NBA. It was NFL and everything else that he did. Speaking of the voice of the Knicks, the guy who's the voice of the Knicks now is also on my list, Mike Breen. Yeah, Mike Breen's pretty good. He's I, very I, good. I, I like Mike Breen a lot. I like him, Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson. When they get together, I eh. think that's a pretty good trio. Yeah, I'm not as excited about the three of them, but anyway. <laughs> so I got Mike Breen on my list. We just talked. I just alluded to him, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan is amazing to me. I mean that when he did the calling of the streaker on the field. I mean that that goes down as an all time great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I have Iron Eagle on my list as well. Iron Eagle, just the stuff he comes up with. I don't know if it's on the fly or not, but some of the stuff he comes up with is just cool. Like when he's like rack attack and all that stuff. I I, I like Iron Eagle. Al Michaels, I think is uh, very good as well. Gus Johnson. Can, can, can I tell you? Uh-huh. Al Michaels is the best play-by-play guy in the history of sports. Really, you think so? Oh, okay. there's there's no question. What what what's out? So let's just quiz you real quick. Uh huh. What what's Al Michaels' most famous call? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, all right. The uh, 1980 Olympic hockey team. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Oh, that was Al Michaels. Wow. That was. Hold on. Did you just say that was Al Michaels? I, I never – I mean, I've heard the call, but I've never really listened that hard to it, and I didn't realize that was Al Michaels. But that's 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 awesome. <sighs> I didn't know that. Al Michaels, goaded, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, my final two, Gus Johnson. Love Gus Johnson. He always brings the energy. He's he's very, very good. And Mike Tirico. I really like Mike Tirico as well. I like Mike well. Tirico as well. I, yeah. like, I like Mike Tirico. And uh, my two honorable mentions – I'll go with Chris Collinsworth and Greg Gumble. All right. Uh, Joe Morgan is my honorable mention. Do you remember Joe Morgan? Wasn't he on – he was – was he on oh, – I don't really remember him. ESPN-based Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was confusing him do, with do, do the guy who, who was always with Chris Berman. Do you know who he played for? The He didn't play for the Phillies. Um, that yes, was, he did. He did play for the Phillies. Yes. Okay. But, it was, but but he didn't play for. But he didn't make his name with the Phillies. He okay. played with the Phillies in 1983 when they went to the World Series ah. with the Wheeze Kids. <laughs> he was with the Big Red Machine. Oh, Pete Rose, George that's Foster, right. Ken Griffey, Tony Perez. Yep. Yep. Johnny yep. Bench. I remember anyway, that now. Uh, he's my honorable mention. Um, I do have Tim McCarver on the list. I, I was a big Tim McCarver fan. I'm a big baseball guy, so I've got Tim McCarver from baseball. Um, and, and somebody on the text line talked about. Tom Hamilton, Joe Tate, Gibbs Staley. Um, I got I got Herb Score. That was the guy that I was listening to growing up calling Indians games. So Herb Score was the voice of the Indians on radio growing up for me. So I got Herb Score on my list. Um, Al Michaels is the best play-by-play guy in history. I, I'm telling you, he's the best of all time. I, he's number one on my list. I was a big Howard Cosell fan. My grandfather was not a big fan, but I was a big fan of Howard Cosell. Tommy Heinsohn. On those NBA broadcasts on CBS with Dick Stockton, Tommy Heinsohn, the ultimate character, did Celtics games for forever and a day. He's in the Hall of Fame as a player um, for the Celtics. Dick Enberg, you ever heard of him? Nope. Um, John Madden, you've heard of him. How about Bob Costas? Yes. Okay. 
Bob Costas, he does, uh, he does, uh, was, it's not Sunday Night in America, but he does, um. Vic Vitale? Oh, yeah, I know Vic. Baby! I know Dick Vitale. I love Dick and, Vitale. And, and my last one, believe it or not, um, I've got Wes Durham on there. I, oh, I, I, that's awesome. I love, I love Wes as the voice of tech. I love him calling Falcons games. I love when he calls college basketball. Wes Durham is great. So, Wes is great. All right. Baby. <laughs> Baby. All right. Grant McCulley coming up next if I live that long. Sports Radio, not to the game, Odyssey.com app. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps, how you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316 on Twitter. At underscore Dylan Matthews on Twitter. And we head out to the waitforit.com hotline. Talk to our friend, my friend, Grant McCulley. He, of course, is our Braves reporter for 929 The Game. He is down in Florida covering the team live and local, right? Grant McCulley, uh, yeah, Grant McCulley on Twitter, by the way, at Grant McCulley. Yes, you are. You're live, local, and on the scene there in Florida, right, with the team. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm not with the team right now, but I spent a very long time at the ballpark, and i got to tell you, and you've known me for a long time, there is no place I would rather be. So it's been fun to watch guys getting back into baseball activities, and pretty soon we'll have exhibition games, which means we are closer by the day to opening day. So let's start with this. For all the things about Dansby Swanson, you know, good, bad, otherwise, but the last mm-hmm. three years, he led the league with 162 games played last year. The year before that, mm-hmm. 160 games played that led the league. And then the pandemic year, he played all 60 games. Do you think that they are ready to trot Vaughn Grissom out there, whatever he does with his bat glove? Do you think that they will give him the chance to be the everyday shortstop, like a 162-game type of shortstop for this team this year? I mean, in the best-case scenario, you would love to just put the guy out there and kind of take that approach where it's like, hey, this is our guy, it works, and, you know, there's really no reason to change that. I don't know if that's the most realistic expectation just for a young player that he's going to be able to do that because look at how many years it took Dansby Swanson. And I know injury played a part in it too, 
But look how long it took him to establish himself to being that kind of guy. And I know that the Braves really had a, you know, put a lot of focus on having guys that even if they didn't play the full 162, they wanted to be out there. And it was going to take an injury or just a, you know, a necessary day off that's going to take him out of the lineup. But I don't know that you really have to put that much extra added focus on that for Vaughn Grissom. He would love to play every day. And if he's able to go out there and show, show the team what he needs to in the spring, He's going to have the opportunity, I think, to do that because I really don't feel like they're going to be looking to split up this playing time and interrupt what could be some really important development for him, not to mention the stability that he can bring to that position, which is right now in a state of flux. Braves reporter for 92.9 The Game, Grant McCulley, joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline. So Sean Murphy takes over at catcher. We believe that Travis Darno is going to get a chance both to play catcher and be DH, and they'll kind of flip-flop. How many games realistically do you think that Darno may catch this year versus Sean Murphy? I think my breakdown of the two is probably around 100 to 105, maybe for Sean Murphy, and somewhere between 55 and 65, I guess that would make for Darno. And that's just kind of the, the loose numbers. I mean, obviously, it's going to add up to 162. Somebody's going to be back there. But I feel like Sean Murphy was brought in to be the primary the workhorse type catcher but they don't have to you know turn him into 130 or more starts kind of catcher that's going to really wear him down before it needs to when I talked to Travis at FanFest you know one of the things that he pointed out was this allows both of us to be at our best longer in the season because there is you know this this partnership of two different guys that can take on this demanding position, the most demanding position in baseball, and you feel confident about how they're able to handle the staff. So I watched these, uh, you know, these guys go to work this morning. Sean Murphy was catching for Max Fried in his bullpen. He's going to be getting to know all these pitchers over the next six weeks and through the exhibition season. And of course, Travis Darno, I think, is not only going to be looked upon as a guy that's going to help share the load behind the plate. But one of the more driving forces and, and the personalities that this team is going to turn to as they look to find the characteristics that will make up the 2023 Braves, I think he's going to be one of those quiet leaders, but somebody that you definitely know you can turn to because he's had that experience, and that I think is a role that he's now playing for this club. And how do you think he's adjusted to all that To I mean, look, I, I, I don't want to just say he's a backup, but, I mean, Sean Murphy was brought here to be the primary catcher. How is he adjusting to that role that, you know, he's not going to be the primary guy now? Well, the interesting thing, I think, for Travis was that, you know, Alex Anthopoulos called him before the trade was done. I mean, this was one of the first calls Alex made and said, look, this is what we're doing. This is not indicative of any kind of performance-based questions about Travis Darno. They simply felt they could make this team stronger by getting a Sean Murphy. And based on what he's capable of doing, I would tend to agree with him. The, the strange thing, I think, and what caught a lot of people off guard was you didn't really look at catcher as a place that necessarily needed upgrading. But I will say for both Murphy, who's going to really benefit, I think, from getting out of Oakland's Coliseum where his splits, if you go look at his offense, really anytime he can get out of Oakland is probably going to be a better time for him offensively speaking. So I feel like he has another level there. Meanwhile, Travis at times has been one of the Braves' more consistent hitters in that kind of lower, you know, third or lower half of the lineup, and they can utilize him at DH, which has still remained a question mark for this club. So having the ability to not only, you know, manage that workload behind the plate, but utilize Travis and to some extent Sean Murphy at DH, 
is something that is just part of that plan. And that was communicated with Travis really early. And I feel like he has the kind of personality that you need where he understands that everybody has a role to play. And that role from year to year can change, but we don't know what 2023 is going to look like necessarily. We don't know how everybody's going to perform, but I think as long as you've got the depth that the Braves have, particularly at a demanding position like catcher, you are putting your team in a position to succeed. And it, it has this trickle down effect, especially on the pitching staff for how both of these guys are going to be expected to handle the pitchers day in and day out. Yeah, the only park that's harder to hit in than Oakland is Yellowstone. So, anyway, Grant McCulley joining us <laughs> on the WaitFor.com hotline, our Braves reporter for 92.9 The Game. Freed Wright, Morton Strider, we know all of that. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that it really is a competition with Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka, among others? Do they maybe use six guys early in the season or just stretching those guys out? a little bit like how do you think that they handle that or are they kind of locked into just finding a you know fifth starter that they can use day in day out I think the focus is on fifth starter and the interesting thing about this competition is that and Mike Soroka told us this last month his best friend on the team is Ian Anderson which is interesting because both of these guys while they are homegrown Braves did not play together at all in the minor leagues until both of them ended up in Gwinnett last year. Soroka was rehabbing, and, of course, Anderson had his demotion in the second half. That was the first time that they had been teammates in a rotation together. But these are two guys that are extremely close. So when you bring it up to them, they really don't look at it as like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm competing against him. They're both looking at it as this is an opportunity. It's a place that's out there. I'm going to do my best. I hope he does his best. And you kind of know, and Brian Snitker alluded to this earlier today, in fact, he flat out said it, they held a team meeting this morning before the first practice of spring training and said, look, we used 29 pitchers last year. 11 of those were starters. We're going to need different guys in this room to step up and play a role. And I think we've all seen, and that number would bear it out, you don't get through a season with five starters. So I don't really see them going the six-man route for any extended period of time, though I think they will kind of work guys in as need be. And, of course, injury can change a lot of plans. We've seen that too. But I know that you know having two guys like that, you're hoping that one of them is really going to click in the spring and answer that fifth starter spot. But if he doesn't, then you kind of have the other guy to fall back on. And that's not to mention the Bryce Elders, Jared Schuster's, I think Darius Vines to, to an extent. You do have some other farmhands, though they are a lot less proven than a former Rookie of the Year runner-up and all-star in Mike Soroka and a guy who's had a lot of postseason success in Ian Anderson. So what do you do then with – Anderson or Soroka, if they don't get that fifth spot, if 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 they don't win that job, what happens to those guys? What happens to one of those guys? I, I think they go start at Gwinnett because they're not a guy that you're going to you know move to the bullpen. I know that there's you know some possibility. I guess kind of hold on to one of them and kind of use them in a reserve, like in a chunk innings role, kind of like the, what they did with Spencer Strider last year. The Braves saw Spencer as a starter, and they continued to say that even when he was relieving at the start of the year. But I'm very cautious to take any pitcher and put them out there and say, okay, let me compare you to Spencer Strider because that's a different kind of animal, and he showed it last year. So I don't know that they would necessarily go that route because a lot of that, I think, was just trying to get Spencer Strider to the big leagues. Mike Soroka has been in the big leagues, though his journey has taken quite a detour the last two years. Ian Anderson has been in the big leagues and been successful. So – I still think obviously starting to be going every fifth day. And if there's not an opportunity for them to do that in the big leagues, then I think they understand the long game that it can sometimes be 
to go and get that work done and earn that opportunity to get back up as soon as they can. Yeah, and I think Soroka and Anderson both in the regular season have never made a bullpen appearance. They, they've they've both start every time they've pitched. They've they've yeah. started. So um, I, yeah, I'm I'm with you that that's that's a tough adjustment. All right, Marcelo Zuna. So we had Alex Anthopoulos on Dukes and Bell, and you know he talked about meritocracy and it's a merit system and all that kind of stuff. This is, I guess, what it comes down to because, frankly, this has been two years of of a lack of production. And if Marcelo Zuna can't get it together, say whatever month, two months, whatever like that, mm-hmm. the reality is, would they be willing to just eat that contract? I mean, do do you get the sense that? If it doesn't go well and it feels like he's just taking up a roster spot, that at the end of the day they'll DFA him and eat the money, or will they try to do something else with him or just linger him around on the roster if if anything? I mean, what do you think happens there if it doesn't go well for Marcelo Zuna? If it doesn't go well, I, and I have said this throughout the course of the offseason, you know, just when asked about it, because – at some point, you got to produce, and, and as you pointed out, John, you know, this is two years of non-production on the field, setting aside all of the other things that have come along with Marcel that have been certainly distractions for this club and have really set him back in his career, if not his personal life at times as well. But looking at it just from the production standpoint and the contract standpoint, it kind of feels reminiscent in a way of the Dan Ugla deal where they gave him every opportunity they could to see if perhaps somehow, some way, he was going to find some modicum of production and be closer to what he had shown prior to going into this non-productive two-year rut. Now, for Dan Ugla, this was a totally different situation. But for Marcel, you know, he is – I think that the money is something that's been a – it's been a deterrent to now – making a decision on him, but we all heard and saw that the Nationals wouldn't pull the trigger on a Patrick Corbin for Marcelo Zuna trade. So I don't know if there's a worse representation of how low your value can be than one of the worst starting pitchers statistically in baseball over the last couple of years. The team doesn't want to take on the headache that could come with the production, uh, lack of production for Marcel. So before I get it so convoluted that it just doesn't make any sense because we're just in nothing but hypotheticals, ideally, Marcel starts hitting again, and the Braves are able to get something out of this without having to eat that money. But it's always easier on the outside to look at it and say, yeah, they should just take it. It's a sunk cost and, and, and let it go. But as we've moved further into this long-term deal, I do feel like if he isn't producing, whether that's 45 games into the season, halfway through the All-Star break, it does start to become, I don't know if the word's easier, but perhaps more realistic that they could just decide, hey, we're going to bite the bullet on this and move on because the roster spot is too valuable to us to be hamstrung by somebody that can't produce and can't contribute to the team. Yeah, I mean, Marcelo Zuna looks like Hank Aaron compared to Patrick Corbin pitching. I mean, goodness gracious, man. That, <laughs> and that guy's off. That guy's got a lot of money still owed to him. Follow him on Twitter, yeah. at Grant McCulley. He is our Braves reporter for 92.9 The Game. He's in Florida now and uh, covering all things Atlanta Braves down there. So he is on location. So he'll be there for a while. Grant, as always, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks uh, for a few minutes here tonight. And we will talk to you again here soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. And, of course, from the Diamond, coming back on 92.9 oh, The Game when on does that start Sunday, up? the 26th. So Ooh. by the time I get back up there, 
I will have all kinds of notes, interviews, audio, and just about everything else I can pack into that show. So I hope everybody will join me. It will be on Sunday night, February the 26th. Check your local listings and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Eastern Standard Time, right? For that, yes, so. sir. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate it, buddy. Take care. All right. We get back from the top of the hour. We'll be time for a college football roundup. We'll get to all of that next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 